the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, November the 24th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on November 24, 1963, Jack Ruby shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald. He was the accused assassin of President John F. Kennedy. The scene was captured on live television. Today in 1859, Charles Darwin published On the Origin of Species. That explained his theory of evolution by means of natural selection. Everybody got all excited about it at the time. They changed education to adapt to Charles Darwin. Now, most scientists, honest scientists, will tell you there's so many holes in his theory of evolution that it shouldn't even be taught. And these aren't Christians that are saying that. People who want to believe in evolution are saying that Charles Darwin missed it by a mile. And there's hundreds and hundreds of scientists who say that. But you don't hear that much, and you won't hear it, of course, in the classroom. Today, in 1874, Joseph Glidden received a patent for barbed wire fences. Changed a lot of things. Changed ranching, for sure, forever. Today, in 1941, the U.S. Supreme Court in Edwards versus California unanimously struck down a California law prohibiting people from bringing impoverished non-residents into the state. It's 1941. Today, in 1947, a group of writers, producers, and directors that became known as the Hollywood Ten was cited for contempt of Congress for refusing to answer questions about alleged communist influence in the movie industry. And today in 1971, a hijacker calling himself Dan Cooper parachuted from a Northwest Orient Airlines 727 over the Pacific Northwest. It was a short flight between Portland and Seattle. He had received $200,000 in ransom when he hijacked the plane. His fate remains unknown to this day, but there are many theories. We know him as D.B. Cooper. Oh, yeah. We know D.B. Cooper. I don't know too many people in the Northwest who do not have a theory on what happened on that day back then. Everybody has an idea. Some of that money showed up. Was it along the shore of the Columbia River or something? And they dug up a bundle of the bills that were part of that ransom that was paid. There are a lot of stories out there. It's kind of interesting. I know there are people who listen to this program in the area where he was thought to have landed when he parachuted out of that plane. So who knows? President Joe Biden left the White House Tuesday evening for his long Thanksgiving vacation. He's going to Nantucket this weekend. Going to spend Thanksgiving there with his family. 
When asked, he said he didn't have any plans to visit the victims of the horrific killing of families in the Waukesha Christmas Parade earlier this week. Six people were killed at the annual parade on Sunday after the driver of an SUV, we talked about it on this program, intentionally drove into the crowd, hit the people watching the parade, ran over some of the people in the parade. Five adults were killed, authorities announced yesterday, or actually it was yesterday afternoon, last evening, that an eight-year-old boy now has died from his injuries. At least 60 were injured. The White House didn't announce any plans for the president to visit. I'm not picking at the president, but it's just curious. One of the guys in the press conference yesterday said, you saw the president speak to, you know, the other issues. Is he going to meet with the families? Is he going to speak to this issue? Jen Psaki replied. She said, no, you know, his heart, all of our hearts go out to the community, the families who have suffered a tremendous tragedy. But I don't have any trips or anything to preview for you at this point. Instead, Biden took off for Thanksgiving. And that's fine. That's good. Probably a lot of people would like to go to a $30 million estate for Thanksgiving and spend it with their family, but I'm just saying it's it's okay. But he waited for hours before he responded to the Christmas parade attack, and I wondered at the time, and others are wondering now, why did he wait? Was he waiting to be sure of what narrative that issue would fit? I think he was. I say that with sadness, not any glee, but I think that the president was waiting to see if the guy driving the car was white or black. When he turned out to be black and a really bad guy who should never have been on the street under any circumstances with his long list of of crimes, and that's even the courts have admitted that, the the local authorities, his bail was set at $1,000 just days before that event. And, of course, he came up with that. Now, I think it's $5 million or something like that, as it should be. He should not be out on the street. But I think the president was waiting. I think the, the progressive left is so committed to their means to the end that they have to look at everything, even if it's tragic. It can't be neutral. It can't just be what it is. It has to be something that furthers the cause. And I, 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 I don't say that to be critical of the left because I'm on the right. I'm on the right because I could never embrace that kind of an ideology. And I hope you feel the same way. And I think many of you do. I hope most of you do. And if you don't, I hope you'll change your mind and your heart. Everything in life is put through the, through the lens of how will this help our predetermined outcome. Nothing, nothing can stand on its own. I think that's what we're seeing here with this situation. Biden, uh, I mean, look at what he's, how he's responded before. He waited several hours on this before he even commented on it. As I said, I think he was waiting to see what color the driver was. I don't know this, but I mean, I'm just giving you my impression. These are my thoughts. I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just saying 
I think he was waiting because these people do this consistently. Any, everybody on the left, they wait to evaluate what happened, but it's something similar to this, before they comment on it. Because if there's any way they can twist it to advance a leftist idea or leftist agenda, then they present whatever it is, the tragedy. I mean, look how President Biden reacted when eight people were shot and killed in spas in Atlanta. He directed that flags be lowered to half-mast to mourn the victims. I'm not suggesting these people were, like, any less important than the people run down in the Christmas parade. I'm just saying, look at the difference in the responses. Eight people were shot and killed at these, these spas in Atlanta. The president immediately, because there was a racial component to that, he directed the flags to be lowered to half-mast to mourn the victims. In March, Biden visited the city to condemn the skyrocketing hate crimes against Asian Americans. Our silence is complicity. I'm quoting him. Our silence is complicity. We cannot be complicit. We have to speak out. We have to act. We must be complicit. That's how he said it. That's what he said. Why why was that tragedy? Why did it bring flags to half-mast and the president into Atlanta and a speech and we must, our silence is complicity. And yet a guy runs through a Christmas parade, kills people, six now, and the accounts are different. I mean, at least 60 people were injured. Some very seriously, some not so much, but injured. And he doesn't even bother with, I mean, he said his heart is sad. I mean, of course his heart is sad. You see what I mean? There's nothing there politically for him to cap, you know, capitalize on, I guess. I, I hate to say that, I, I, but it's true. Everything, everything is about advancing an ideology. It's sad, but it's true. And that's really what's wrong in our country. It's not just the people who embrace that kind of thinking, but it's the result of that kind of thinking that we're dealing with now, regardless of who it is that's pushing the buttons and pulling the levers. There's a lot to be concerned about in our world today. I think we all know that. But there is a parallel message that is far greater than any of the challenges, any of the difficulties that we face in America today. The psalmist wrote down these words. I hope you've memorized them. Many have. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Psalm 119. And John 14:27, a very familiar verse, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The um, 
Washington State Federation of Republican Women put out a tweet earlier this morning, just a little while ago. I just wanted to read that. I want to say thank you. I know some of them that are in the Federation of Republican Women, the state, Washington State, they listen to this program, and maybe there are others elsewhere, women in their local Republican women's groups. But I know some in Washington listen to this program. So I want to say thank you for putting this out. I want to read it. Washington Federation of Republican Women. In the fall of 1621, when their labors were rewarded with a bountiful harvest, after a year of sickness and scarcity, uh, uh, scarcity, the pilgrims gave thanks to God. They celebrated their bounty with a three-day festival of prayer, and 53 surviving settlers invited their Native American friends. Boy, that flies in the face of what our kids are taught in school and what our culture is told Thanksgiving really amounts to, doesn't it? Thank you, women, for putting that out, just putting it out there. That's great. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the the ideas, the images, the undermining narrative that's out there in our culture today in the sense of even undermining the very essence of Christianity itself. We'll be talking tomorrow about Thanksgiving, of course. And um, in fact, our program tomorrow will be all about Thanksgiving. And um, in fact, we'll air tomorrow's program. I mean, we're going to record tomorrow's program and, and play it again on Friday. I'm going to take off Friday. I, I don't want to be Joe Biden. I'm not going to take off for the weekend. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just going to take off one day and not do anything on the radio. So we're going to rerun tomorrow's program on Friday. So if you if you listen tomorrow and then you tune in on Friday and you're saying, man, is it me? No, it's not you. You're hearing the same program. But anyway, I, that's just a heads up. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening in our culture in the sense of um, Jesus Christ himself and how people on the left are even trying to use Jesus, particularly the religious left. There's a painting depicting George Floyd. George Floyd was a man who was not a saint. He had quite a record, really, and had been in a lot of difficulties. He was a drug addict and a lot of things, but he is the guy who's the officer put his knee on his neck and, and George Floyd died. And as a result of that, a lot of the rioting and so on has been attributed to that, whether or not it is. But they say that it is. The kids say that's why they're on the street burning buildings and breaking glass and so on. But there's now a painting that's hanging at the Catholic University of America, which is kind of the Catholic university. I mean, it's not Notre Dame, but it's kind of seen as the Catholic university. And it shows George Floyd in the place of Jesus being held by his mother, Mary, that famous picture that we've all seen of Mary holding Jesus after his crucifixion. The Catholic University appears to be just shrugging it off as no big deal, but it is a big deal. It's bigger than any Catholic or Protestant or whatever university. It's a clear picture of what's wrong in our culture today. 
It's a clear picture of why our streets are burning, our buildings are being accosted, if not burned, glasses being broken, stores being looted. We're acting like a third world country in America because we've turned our back on God and now we're trying to replace Jesus with George Floyd. This artist, Kelly Lattimore, his painting is called Mama, M-A-M-A. It depicts the historic Virgin Mary supporting the body of the dead Jesus Christ, who is in the painting George Floyd. Defense of the paintings, the two of there are two of them, one in the campus ministry office, the other in the law school, is tepid at best. The university just won't defend it. They'll say, oh, it's no big deal. It's a faculty that's confused about who Jesus is and who Floyd is, not necessarily the students. Isn't that interesting? The students go to the school to be educated, and they're trying to educate the educators because the educators are stupid and ignorant, and Paul would call them foolish for sure. The junior at the Catholic University, he says the icon has no place at the Catholic University. It's blasphemous, an offense to the Catholic faith, but it's not surprising at all that it was put there. It's just another symptom of the liberalization and secularization of our campus. One student who asked to remain anonymous out of fear of reprisal from the administration, he said, quote, there are many students, faculty, and staff who are concerned about this. But there's nothing we can do. And if we sound the alarm, we'll be labeled as racist. He's probably right. They will. The Catholic University chapter of Young Americans for Freedom, they're not remaining anonymous. In fact, they've launched a petition to remove the painting from the two locations. They say, we believe that it's extremely grave that our university, the official university of the Catholic Church in North America, would cast another in the image of the Lord in this way, particularly for political purposes. The petition says on it in its introduction or preamble, it says no political or social cause ever justifies depicting another in the place of Jesus Christ. Out of the mouth of babes, these are the students speaking, not the educators. The Catholic University also released a a report Friday in the midst of all of this, examining the university's cultural practices on matters of diversity and inclusion. I pray for the day when we don't no longer hear the words diversity and inclusion. They're both good words, but they've been so perverted at what they mean. I hope we reach a point someday when we never hear them again. And if we don't hear, we certainly will in heaven. Those are Christian values. Jesus doesn't pick and choose between races, we, diversity. We strive for what has already been accomplished. There is diversity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That, my friends, is diversity. That's inclusion. That's equality. Why are we striving for it? Because we will not accept the God-given equality and diversity and inclusion and all of these other buzzwords that God in heaven has already created before we ever existed. That's the problem. If we could just come to a point where we would stop rebelling against God 
our culture would be transformed in a heartbeat. The painting Mama hangs just outside the Mary Mother of or Mary Mirror of Justice Chapel in the Catholic University's School of Law. It emulates the renowned statue that is carved by uh, Michelangelo in 1499, depicting Jesus Christ's mother Mary holding him in her arms. You've seen that, I'm sure, after the crucifixion. Jur politics major and former Catholic University College uh, Republican Club president, this Blaine Clegg, he said bluntly, he was talking to the press, he'll probably somehow, he'll he'll get a call on this, but he said bluntly, George Floyd is not Jesus Christ. He said he is not a saint nor a martyr, and to in any way compare him to the sinless son of Almighty God is to do a damning disservice to the vast majority of Catholics and Catholic theology. Clegg says it is damning anywhere, but especially at the Catholic University of America, where this painting was purchased, unveiled, and hung up without input from the student leaders. It is, it is beyond me, it is astounding, that the students are having to take a stand for truth in a university when they're there to be educated. This Jared... Uh, Jaglio, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's a student senator. He represents the University School of Architecture and Planning. He says nobody should be portrayed as Jesus except Jesus himself. He says someone else portrayed as Jesus is bad enough, but he said being right at the door of the chapel makes matters even much worse. So true. So true. That Those are the conflicts, the, the, the riptides that are pulling and tearing at our culture today. We identify the problems as um, racism. We identify the problems as inequality and, you know, inequity and all these buzzwords. My goodness, if we could just get past that smokescreen of leftist idealism and, and leftist policies and just simply... Take a deep breath and accept the truth that has stood before we were here and it will stand when we are gone. It is called God's Word. We call it the Bible often. God's Word is what this nation was founded upon. Those pilgrims that we'll talk a little more about tomorrow, those pilgrims that hit the beach in what we know as Massachusetts, started something. And it continued, and it became, because there was a profound acknowledgement of their need of divine and providential leading and guiding and provision. If we could just embrace those basic fundamental beliefs, not all of our founding fathers were really Christians or evangelical for sure Christians, but they understood the truth when they saw it. But we have people in leadership today from the White House to the back house, to our college universities, and yes, to our pulpits. They don't understand the truth. They don't know the truth. They have been blinded. Their conscience have been seared. That's the problem that we have today. Paul was dealing with that in his day, and it, it is 
it's with us today, but it's in, now has infected our culture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 3 and 4, Paul wrote, For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, which we have not accepted, you might well bear with him. And bear with him doesn't mean like get along with him. The Greek word that Paul used is in regards to a different or uh, is allos, which means if, he, if they preach a different gospel, the phrase bear with him actually means to hold oneself up against those who preach a different gospel or another gospel. Don't buy it. Reject it. Expose false teaching. It's not only a featured painting at the, Amer- at the American Catholic University that suggests another Jesus, but from pulpits across our country every Sunday morning and days in between Sunday mornings. They are presenting another Jesus. It's said to be relevant. It's said to be relational. It's said to be inclusive. It's said to be equitable. Forget all that. The gospel is what it is. The term another gospel means to pervert, to twist a thing around. Does any of this sound familiar? Paul was talking about now. This is where we are. Jesus is not a way. He is the only way to God. Yet we've got Oprah Winfrey and all these people running around saying, well, I'm a Christian, I love Jesus, but I don't think he's the only way to God. Barack Obama was quoted saying that often too. I don't know about often, but several times. Jesus is not a truth. He is the truth. Jesus is more than just a good man or a teacher or a prophet. He's a virgin-born, only begotten son of God. He is not George Floyd, nor is George Floyd Jesus. Christ is the second person of the Trinity. God did not create Jesus, as some teach, but he is the creator of all things. Jesus is not somebody's brother. If you go to that church, get out. The Bible says all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. John 1.3 While the students are trying to convince the Catholic University to teach the biblical Jesus rather than a secularized, politicized Jesus, the university administration is pondering this weekend, are pondering over the year-long examination of the university's culture and practices on matters of diversity and inclusion. Clegg said, he said, the report includes the formal injection of critical race theory, here we go, into the Catholic University staff, faculty, and administration. Paul wrote to the, to the Galatians, he said, I marvel that ye so soon are removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel. He said, how can you do this so soon? How can you turn and walk away from the gospel that we delivered to you about the crucified, risen Jesus Christ? Well, I'm certainly not Paul the Apostle, but I know how he felt. And if I had the ability he had, I would do what he did, but we're trying to take advantage of the opportunities we have and tell you what we think. I think Jesus is not a way. He is the only way. And to simplify it all, that's what's wrong with our culture today. We need the Lord. We need to repent and turn and seek his 
restoration and guidance. Thank you so much for being with me today, and thank you for your support. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.